Good morning. It is Manchester is burning for Saturday, December the 19th, 2020. And we are going to primarily review the upcoming Manchester United match against Leeds United coming up tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit more detail about some stats and some formational stuff and, you know, just run with it. So, Interesting. I was watching yesterday morning. I was watching Manchester United's U23 squad uh, against Chelsea's U23 squad. And and I got uh, some stick on Twitter uh, because I made a a joke about uh, Chelsea's ownership um, uh, uh, by Roman Abramovich. And that I said he was a Russian oligarch. And I got some stick for that. I guess from Chelsea fans about that. And I'd like to say, with that being said, that joke is not as, even people said the joke was dated. No, it's not. Let me ask you this, Chelsea people. Isn't your club still owned by Roman Abramovich, a Russian oligarch with ties with Vladimir Putin? Yes or no? And then secondly, yes or no? Can your owner, Chelsea fans, can your owner actually land in England? And get off the plane legally? No. Why? Because his visa has never been renewed. Why? Because of his ties to the Russian government and the Russian government doing some inappropriate spying and actually trying to kill people on British soil. Let's not forget that. So your owner is an oligarch with ties to the Russian leadership who can't even get a visa into the country to even watch his team live. How ridiculous. Now, also, Abramovich's buying of Chelsea back in the early 2000s set the slippery slope of state-connected people buying football clubs and putting in tons and tons of money into it. I have no problem with the tons and tons of money. I have a problem with the state ownership and connections with that because that set the stage for Manchester City later and on and on and on it goes. Every Chinese company that has ties to English Premier League teams, I'm sorry, China, last time I checked, still run by the Communist Party. There is no clear private ownership there uh, with some of these companies that also have ties to English Premier League. And there's inter- uh, tentacles everywhere. So, I, so, yeah. The other thing about that U23 match. So, Manchester United's U23 team got slammed. I mean, they got, they got, they got taken out to the jail prison shower and left there. They just got left there. I don't even want to tell you what happened, but it was 6-0. So that gives you an idea. That If I'm a Manchester United fan, I am worried. Why? With Brexit, you got to have British players. you got to have homegrown talent. Where's your homegrown talent? In the academy systems. In U23, U21, U18s, on down. And if you have a disaster U23 squad, I'd be worried. And a 6-0... Again, a 6-0 at any point, I don't care who it is, is a major problem uh, with uh, especially the U23 level coming up. Because Ollie's plan, Cousin Ollie's plan, is to have young players and recreate class of 92. 
that doesn't work when you get blown out six nothing. When your U twenty three teams is blown out six nothing, it was a disaster. It was a burning dumpster fire with medical waste. It was a disaster. But let's get to Leeds United. All right. So I don't know enough history about Leeds United to be quite honest with you. So I understand that there's a big rivalry between the two. I'm going to ignore that for right now. That's not my concern. But I want to look more specifically at this match tomorrow. So how this match is going to go is, is going to go either two ways. We know what Leeds United is going to do. Bielsa is going to attack. He's going to high press. Um, he's not. He, they're just going to keep running at you. Okay. Now, some will say that this falls right into Manchester United's hands because guess what? They like to counterattack you with speed uh, on the wings and up the middle. Um, so, you know, that does fall into, uh, possibly fall into the hands. But it really depends on Ali's lineup. It really depends on what his plan strategy going in is going to be. Because how he constructs the midfield and the, the top of his attack will tell you if it's going to be a Manchester City scenario where it was a 0-0 and or a Chelsea scenario, et cetera, or more like what happened with uh, Sheffield uh, where it was more offensively based against a weaker defending opponent. So what I would prefer uh, is a lineup where it is similar to what was come out with Sheffield. I do not like uh, starting from the point of we're going to defend, 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 and have two holding midfielders trying to protect a tree and a giant freezer in the the back line like they've been doing uh, in uh, past previous matches. I would like to see um, more, one defensive midfielder and someone who can create uh, action up the field. So henceforth, what I would prefer is a situation where we have Martial up top, and it was great to see him score in the last match. Then you got Rashford, Fernandez, and Greenwood behind him. Rashford on the wing, Fernandez in the attacking midfield, and Greenwood on the right. Now, I know that Greenwood is more of a striker, and he's got a striker mentality. Fine. But I don't know who else you're going to put out there, to be honest with you, that's going to make any sense. Then you want to, I think what we want to do is have Matic and Pogba in the back midfield, right? Not McTominay and Fred in the back to protect the trees uh, that are just rooted to the ground um, behind them. Uh, that's, you want to see Pogba out there. I don't, and I know. If it were me, Pogba would be on a plane to Italy right now, but in reality, that doesn't work. So that's not going to happen. So, But I want Pogba on the field. He's played very well, actually, since his agent went rogue, lone gunman, grassy knoll, attacking everyone. I, I, I got a feeling one of these days is going to come back and bite him. I really do. Where people are going to be like, do I want to deal with this ass? Do I want to deal with this guy? I mean, teams are like, no, but he's got the best talent. Mm, we'll see. We'll see how which value uh, lays out, particularly with Holland. Um, but I, I, I'll I'm, I digress. I don't want to digress too much. Uh, I'll go on another uh, insane rant um, about as crazy as a Chihuahua running around in a hamster wheel that's too big for him. All right. So we want to have Martial up top, Rashford left, Fernandez behind, and Greenwood on the right wing. And then you want to have Maddox or Fred, eh, either one, but Pogba, definitely Pogba. Don't want to put out McTominay. 
unless you want to go zero zero. That's not going to work. I don't like that. It's not going to work. Um, you want to score the first goal. That's what you want to do. So with that lineup in mind and, and, and with uh, looking at leads, th- there's some numbers I want to th- I, I want to throw out there that are important to see who is going to be coming out ahead on this. So the first statistic I want to run is that ex- uh, that non-penalty expected goals plus expected assist per 90 minutes. That gives you an idea how good that offense is, all right, in creating chances and creating goals, opportunities, and creating assist opportunities in key passes. That's a very key element. Right now, Leeds is the second best in the prem in that category. Now, United is not that far behind. They're, they're fifth, okay? They're fifth. So when they get it going, they can get it going. Leeds is going to get it going most of the time anyways, all right? But defensively, that you flip that. And defensively, what do those two teams give up as far as chances are concerned? Well, those expected goals and expected assists, non-penalty driven. United is much better, uh, actually, than than some may realize. Now, that may have to do with the the lineups that have been more defensive oriented in previous games, like with Chelsea, Arsenal, and uh, with uh, City. Uh, But with so they they're at one point nine three. They give up. Um, non-penalty XG plus XA, non-penalty expected goals plus expected assist, while Lees is at 2.77. So what that basically signifies is that, you know, United's defense is actually better overall than Lees' defense is, but Lees' offense is a little bit better uh, than United's offense. All right. So now let's go look at how good the defenses are at stopping um, their goalies from having to take on uh, quality shots. All right. Both United and Leeds are awful. They're about as awful as tuna put out in a can in the hot sun in Atlanta in July. And you leave it out there for three days. It's not going to smell good. And that's the defense in front of the goalies for both squads. I would expect better from United because they got better, supposedly better players, but apparently that's not the case. So uh, both Leeds is actually second worst in the Prem at giving up quality shots on their goalie on target, and United is third worst right behind them uh, uh, at that. However, here's the thing, and this is my problem. This is my concern with the goalies. Leeds goalie maybe have been a little bit more lucky. The Leeds goalies have been better at saving those shots. So the conversion rate for Leeds goalies of of against Leeds goalies, I'm sorry, on those great shots on target is plus 3.1. United is 0.2, which is mid-table. So Leeds United's goalie has done a better job than De Gea and Henderson at stopping those quality shots on goal. All right. So that's going to, that might be key to how this thing goes um, in the end. Uh, further statistic leads is much better at, uh, at shots created per 90 minutes uh, than United, but not by much. Um, and, but they give up more shot creating actions per 90 minutes uh, than United. So, at the end of the day, how is this going to go? 
Honestly, it depends on the lineup on the pitch for Cousin Ollie. If Cousin Ollie decides to bury his brain in the stand and not go with the lineup that actually works best for him, where, yeah, you might give up a goal, you might give up a stupid goal like like they did against Sheffield, against a poor defense, then you he could try to grind this thing out. And, you know, he, he can try to do it. Um, and he might be too timid and decide he's going to do it that way and try to win the game 1-0. I, again, don't want to do that. You actually want to try to go on top of them. You don't want to go behind against Leeds. I know if you do go behind against Leeds, you probably can come back like United has done with other matches. But you, you, we can't do that over and over and over again. That's insane. It's crazy. Um, so I, if he goes with that lineup that I suggested that most people would suggest to be more offensively minded, then I think United is going to win. They're going to win un, probably a 3-2 uh, or 4-3 um, type of scenario. I'd say more along the lines of 3-2. Leeds is going to score goals against that lineup. There's no doubt about it, and that's fine. What does it matter? Does it matter making sure you got enough goals to win the match or trying to grind this thing out and try to get a one nothing? It's just not, you know, come on, let's, let's make it for fun football. Let's try to go for three, two, three, one, hopefully, and so forth. But, um, you know, it's going to be a very interesting game. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, but I think United is going to win three, two, two in the end. Um, we'll see what happens now. If he goes with that defensive lineup, cousin Ollie, come on, come on, cuz, 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 Hey, I'm listening. I'm not listening to you. I don't want to listen to you. I'm talking to you. Don't do it. Don't put Fred and Matomini out in the midfield. Don't do it. If you do it, then I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to come out here and tell you cuz don't do it. Just don't. All right. All right. Uh, I'm letting it go now. All right, I'm letting it go. Um, today, uh, just as a side note, no one's going to hear this before City plays Southampton. Um, if I were a City fan, I'd be worried, very, very worried. That game is going to end up being another draw. I, I, I'm just telling you, Southampton is much better than people think. They think it's an anomaly that that team is um, is near the top. Um, this is an anomaly season, folks. That team is good. That manager is good. Uh, so I, I, I just, you know, I, I would, I would be concerned, but you know what guys, let's cut it. Let's cut it right here. Have a great Saturday. Have a great, uh, watching, uh, experience and, uh, let's roll with it. Be safe out there.